Welcome to another edition of the Play and Art Podcast. We're sitting here once again around the red kitchen table with our tea and our red mugs, and uh, we are ready to go. And you were talking a little bit before about a story, um, so I thought we would we would jump in with that. <laughs> it, 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 you know, you always remember your first art show, and uh, I had my first art accepted for a show at the famous um, High School of Music and Art. Now I think they have a different name for it, uh, named after the mayor, former mayor of New York. LaGuardia. LaGuardia. Yeah. But it was called Music and Art, and it was a, a great place, great place to study. Um, but okay, I get this uh, art accepted, and it's going to be in the show. Um, we live about an hour and a half on the subway away from music and art, so I went home to pick up my immigrant parents, so they wouldn't get, they would find the school and it would be easy to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had uh, one one picture in the show, one rather large picture in the show, and I was very proud of proud of it. Um, so we come to the show with, with my parents and um, my uh, grandmother used to love these uh, chocolate wafers uh, from uh, Denmark. Mother, yes. <laughs> my, my, my mother. <laughs> my grandmother. <laughs> your, your, your grandmother, exactly, used to love these. So in this particular painting I remember um, using the wafers. I love the rich chocolate flavor but also the 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 um, wrapper of it had that feel of um of, of a wonderful surprise inside um so i i uh, pasted it on all over my painting in different uh, configurations and i worked it into the painting um so we get there and i we look at the art in the first floor my art is not on the first floor we Second floor, we take the elevator up to the third floor. I hope they didn't forget about the artwork. <laughs> and I get there, and uh, uh, to my surprise and embarrassment, because we made a big trip with my parents to see the show, all the chocolates were eaten. <gasps> <laughs> they were actually ripped off my paintings and and um, by by some hungry thief. <laughs> <laughs> work looked terrible you know everybody passed by it I guess some were thinking whether it was intentional or part of the artist but uh, anyway it, it was a lesson because um, I always brought something to class to be part of my painting that motivated or inspired my paintings mm-hmm. But it was a good lesson because uh, <laughs> the next paintings I just used the wrapper to <laughs> make sure there was nothing inside. But uh, there's a few lessons here, I feel like yeah. <laughs> yeah. within the story. <laughs> um, but kids always have things in their pockets, you know. They they save their chip container, the potato chip container, and they after Halloween they save a lot of the candy packs and they appear. I noticed they appear so many times in their artwork in class. Mm-hmm. 
So um, uh, I always feel the preparation for class, and they shouldn't come empty-handed. Maybe not with chocolate wafers, but <laughs> but they should have secrets in their pockets, in their lunch boxes, um, and um, things to share, and also things that will develop into their or become part of their artwork. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's an important uh, lesson, and also one that we need to, as art teachers, um, be open for. Right. I think that's a big thing when they're bringing stuff to class, and not say, oh, but you know take that home or that's not important or relevant here. So to be open for it and say, okay, you know, oh, you're going to use that in your, in your project today or uh, save it for later for another project or whatever you're doing, but to understand the importance of these things that they're bringing in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think also as a class to kind of look for these things together can be interesting and, you know, doing special lessons and, um, where we, where we actually go outside and look for these things or take a walk in the neighborhood and look for interesting things to bring in, um, you know, tell them stories of our own uh, families and things that we've you know, used within our, our own artwork and how important that is. And so much of this um, goes back to something I've talked about before, which is this idea of memory, right, and how memory is so important. And, um, you know, those chocolate wafers, although it's kind of a sad story of them being eaten, <laughs> But, I mean, I remember them always. You know, Grandma always had those wafers. Um, you know, throughout her life, she loved those She loved those wafers. And it was a very important part of, um, you know, my remembrance of her, too. So to include that in your art is really important. And it goes beyond these exercises. But it really goes um, into those important memories that art can give us um, and preserve for us in some way. In this case, maybe not preserve, but... <laughs> <laughs> That can give us. We at least have the story and maybe the uh, the understanding that the rappers then become, you know, part of the art. But uh, you know, either way, I think that there's a a real need for um, preserving those memories, for bringing things in as kids that are important to us, um, and to understanding that we all have, you know, even at young ages, a story to tell. And that's 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 always one thing that I think we forget sometimes. That even a five or six year old, right? Uh, has lived a life and has a story to tell and you know wants to do that through their art and they'll uh, they'll narrate it for you as they're making the art so you know that there's a story in there um, so I think that that's really really important I think the new art teaching really has to be making room for children in your class making time for children yeah. listening to children um, and um, paying attention to children and uh, this is this is uh, so much part of it. But it's you know what's interesting with that right now, especially is there's this whole conversation about COVID, right? And the fact that you know we've become more um, psychologists, and you know the importance of you know what we do in our classrooms that we're not really taking the time um, to realize everything these kids have gone through. Um, and I feel like in the art class, in many ways, we're at an advantage because it is something we've uh, hopefully been doing all along, right? And that we are um, taking the time, hopefully, to listen to the to listen to children. And uh, some of that is through their art and through their storytelling. But what a wonderful place we have right now um, to really have these conversations. Yes. And you know, uh, I, I have seen some of the most uh, interesting photographs that children have taken. I know that in some schools they don't allow uh, the, the iPhone, uh, but 
they take really very personal and very interesting images on, on them. Um, they also write very good poetry. Children write really deep poetry, even though it may not be in the rhyme and, and style of the classical poetry. But it has the depth and the beginning of meaning, which can be so important. If, if there is a meaningful story behind it, it'll be a meaningful artwork. If there isn't, then it's going to be dependent on the teacher's lesson. Yeah. And it's, it's not going to be within your own fantasy world and your own... Um, but uh, photographs on, on the iPhones and... Uh, I, children's Dreams also is, is a great resource for that. Um, I keep it very simple in terms of putting down a large white sheet of paper, and I call it the magic sheet. And kids think it's very funny to take a nap in the middle of an art class. Mm -hmm. but you just take a nap, and they very quickly stuff, you know, a folded piece of paper as a pillow, and uh, and then we dream. <laughs> and the the stories that come out of these dreams are are really. Um, um, whether they told or, or sketched directly on the sheet or the pillow or become artworks, but they are very, very revealing for, for them, a good source for them, too. Yeah. Um, well, going back to that idea of home, too, I mean, it's something to encourage as well. Um, you, know, bring, you know, having some paper near your bed to write things down, right? Um, having some sort of a dream journal, bringing stuff in like that. Um, it's kind of a rich source of, of ideas. Um, so always something to, to think about how can we make that bridge and that's a wonderful bridge where they can dream in class but they can also dream at home and um, you know bring those into as part of their illustrations so. an artist really has to take note of their life and make it almost bigger than it is you know? <laughs> <laughs> and enlarge upon it and then maybe that's where the art comes in but um, if, if the kids come empty-handed, empty dreams, empty stories, then there is very little to enlarge on, so they have to, they depend on the teacher to tell these and, and to, to make into assignments. So it's, it's, it's a very, and even small things, you know, like the short walks to school in the morning or at the observations or collections, different seasonal collections. I always um, admire um, at the bus stop while they're waiting for the school bus. Yes. <laughs> what, what they, <laughs> um, um, in, the, in the fall and the winter, you know, very different things come into class. Mm -hmm. uh, from, and, and then this habit of welcoming children, and it comes with packages, <laughs> and it comes with things that they are dying to show you and share with you, but they know in school it's not allowed. Well, so. and this comes with time, too. I think that that's important, you know. I think um, it's a trust issue, so it takes time to develop some of these things. So if you're, you know, a teacher out there right now, and you're like, well, you know, kids aren't bringing stuff to me. Well, I think part of that is you showing them your things that you found on the way to school that day, right? Yeah. Um, and developing it more into your class, and I think that that's important. It's not going to happen unless... Um, they have comfort in that space. Yes. And that's, that's really important. So, you know, telling them your stories, telling them yours. We talked about the last episode, you know, with storytelling and, um, you know, really sharing these, these moments with them 
become really valuable and them feeling like they can share with you. And then when they do share with you, um, how you react to it becomes really important, right? Are you um, able to really be excited about it and talk to them about talk to them as artists and how they can incorporate it into their artwork, or are you are you um, you know standoffish about it? And I think that's that's really important. I, I think the this issue of welcoming kids, deeply welcoming kids into mm-hmm. your class, and be willing to step aside. Because as a te- many teachers feel that they are the stars of the show, they're the stars of the class, they are in control of the class. Mm-hmm. Well, we- my lessons, right? Yes. That's something I hear often, my yes, lessons, yes. my ideas. Yes. Um, you know, they were able to kind of perform my, my vision. Yes. Um, so I think that, you know, if we step away from that and realize it's their vision, it's their lessons, it's their... Um, their ideas, that's very different than, than my, my, my. Um. If you know that you're welcome in that class, it means everything. And um, that can be shown. It, it, it's not an abstract idea because if you're welcome in the class, then also your treasures and your finds and your visions and your stories and your dreams will be welcomed in that class. Mm-hmm. And um, how many kids are actually not afraid to talk freely to their teacher about these things? And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's crucial to, yeah. be, to have that deeply welcoming uh, attitude. Yeah. Yeah, and so much of this I, I go back to, I'm sorry, but it's going beyond the exercise. You know, and I've said this many times, but I, I just, it's so important to me that, you know, we're so wrapped up in the exercise of making art. Let's teach them um, the how to do something uh, versus allowing them to kind of um, create on their own, kind of come up with ideas, because um, it really is all about fulfilling my vision. So therefore I want, you know, 30 of the same uh, fish, right? Or 30 of the same houses. And if they can get as close to, you know, what I envisioned as possible, then they win the uh, rubric prize. So I think that, um, you know, that's something to, something to consider. Now to welcome them, uh, I generally like to get it started uh, by um, elevating the... Um, ordinary places that many kids go individually or, or many times with their parents, the younger kids with their parents, and make that an important occasion and welcome the results of these trips to class. So, um, in other words, um, we um, talk about and, and actually um, welcome things from the supermarket when they go with their parents shopping for food. Mm-hmm. Um, the dollar store, which is a frequent stop for parents, um, is also a treasure hunting ground for kids. So we welcome things and, and we, um, it's, it's, it's something that we make it an art site, satellite art site to our class and, and mm-hmm. see what they can find. Not necessarily buy, although that could be part of it, but ideas from the dollar store. Yeah. Goodwill is another place. Uh, yard sales in the spring and garage sales, which kids enjoy just as much as adults. And um, what they have found and what they have seen, what they've noticed that would be 
uh, an art tool, an art supply, an art canvas, an art, a building idea, a transforming yeah. idea, you know, comes from these uh, sites. Or even just seeing the beauty within some of those places, right? Yes. And that goes, cheap plug, uh, to my book, <laughs> which is looking at uh, exploring the idea of art and design in the community, right? And looking cool. at some of those places and some of those things we see on our walks um, and really understanding the beauty within them, whether it's looking at the, uh, you know, the looking at things on the sidewalk or the buildings, right, or going into stores like that and seeing some of the beautiful design that's in those places and really looking outside of the traditional museum and gallery spaces and understanding that there's um, beauty everywhere we go and there's interesting design and art everywhere we go. So um, whether we're taking from it into our own work or not, physically, we're still taking from it, and I think that's important. We're still, um, you know inspired by it in some ways and I think um, you know for a student to say oh I went to the museum this week and I saw this great work that's amazing but you know I went to uh, uh, Walmart this week and did you see all the new uh, water bottles that are out there look at all the new designs that are out there right um, you know that to me was very inspiring I think that's that's equally as important sometimes yes. and of course the shopping the, the free shopping the things that are left over when you eat at McDonald's or go to the coffee shop, you know, that uh, mm -hmm. can be brought to class. But uh, I also want to uh, put a plug in for my favorite place, which is uh, the Habitat for Humanity store. Mm -hmm. which has, which has <laughs> well, I put a plug in for my book. You put a plug in for Habitat <laughs> for Humanity. We're What's getting good here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these, these are... Um, and in a sense, it's stretching the teacher's acceptance of what is art, because there are uh, there is this reluctance, you know, that to call art comes from the supply store and the art store and the, you know the the yeah. order that the, the stores that we order art from. So when you brought home uh, uh, these pieces of uh, loose. Um, uh, concrete from the sidewalk of your school one day and, and your coat was so heavy or kind of went to one side, you know. Couldn't imagine why it kind this of flopped to one school. side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was in elementary school, I don't remember, as a matter yeah. of fact. And, and uh, I, we, we looked through the pocket and it was full of this. She said, and I remember you telling me that you, you just couldn't leave it there. <laughs> and you brought home these chunks of, of concrete pieces, uh -huh. which are beautifully shaped. I mean, some kids collect rocks, which you know, they call gems. Let's uh -huh. go to the park, your sister used to say, and look for gems. Uh -huh. So we look for all the stones in the playground uh, and, and look for the, the most beautiful or, or most shiniest uh, but uh, in your case, you know, to be open to yes. the gems of, of these. Uh, well, for them to be open to as kids, but as us as adults to be open to it yeah. too. And that's, there's a give and take there that's really yeah. important. Yeah. And, and not calling it junk and trash and not in my room and don't bring any stuff in the room, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm always suspicious of any room I walk into that looks like an elementary yeah. elementary classroom versus an art room so yes. or you know any other <laughs> if it doesn't look like an art room then that's that's an issue so um. can an art room really be a flea market and uh, 
can that be an exciting place for the kids to inhabit? Yeah. Can it be set up in some ways as a uh, as a dollar store or you know where kids can actually go shopping for ideas and not look for ideas on the board? Yeah. Um, I, I think. I that, think it's huge right there, looking for ideas in places beyond just the board, yes, right? That yes. you're not the one giving the ideas on the board. Yeah. Um, you know, on the PowerPoint, on the whiteboard, whatever, but for them to actually be able to come up with those things based on things they find or ideas that they bring in, um, that's really where that connection is important. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're so used to starting with a lecture, and I find it more interesting when kids can come in and just have this moment of difference between other classes and they can just browse around the room. Yeah. You know, and discover the flea market or the um, representation of of of, of a um, of a supermarket or, or a garage sale. And there are interesting things around. Mm -hmm. There's no conversation needed. They 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 will wander and and open these containers and and look at these displays, knowing that they can uh, make use of them or 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 um, put them to use in their in their work in class. Mm -hmm. Uh, what a wonderful way to start the class. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, just having students come up with their ideas regardless, even if there is a, a theme for something, right, of that day or something that's going on, I think, you know, the fact that they know that they can come up with their own path and their own exploration is really, is really valuable. You know, I collect shopping cards, and I people laugh at me because I also I collect shopping cards of actual uh, that are actually used in the, uh, the one in the 1940s in the store and the 1950s. But um, I love children's shopping cards. I've I have several of those. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's a matter of, of um, just really very simple box designs, all of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, for kids to create their own shopping carts when they come in, or to even to have their own shopping bags yeah. as they walk around the room. Yeah. And when it, those are filled, they are ready to work. They don't need a lecture, they don't need an assignment or other people's stories and mm -hmm. ideas. They can go, they love to, to show and go through their shopping carts with, with um, neighbors or, or with the teacher or with the class. Um, and kind of unearth the ideas from the shopping cart. Well, that was such a good idea of grocery stores in general when they came up with the little, the little kids' shopping carts that yeah. went with the adult shopping carts, right? How amazing it was to find a grocery store that had that. Yes. Um, you know, and if you're using that wisely as a parent, for example, right? Allowing your, your kids to not just, you know, find the best uh, cereal that tastes good ever, but find the best designs for things, the things that are really interesting to them that they can maybe, uh, some of those some of those finds that are free within a store, right? Doing that kind of uh, treasure hunt with them could be really valuable because it's such a nice space that they're also able to curate their the items in their cart, right? What goes in that cart uh, can be really, really important and a really great start for something, so... And, and these ch children made carts and decorated shopping bags, and uh, these are these are, are great designs and artworks in themselves. Oh, absolutely! So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, the the old uh, shopping um, shopping not well. They were not cards before. Cards 
they had these um, wonderful fabric um, with metal frame uh, mm. containers that you carried on your on your hands and in your hands. Mm. Um, I have I have two of them and they're they're really fascinating, you know, before the shopping cart days. Uh, so to convert these. Um, um, and you can always find them at Goodwill or, or uh, um, any yard sale. Um, baskets, you know, baskets with handles. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for kids to have these very special, and that's a great art form anyway to get to know, um, basketry, to, to have their baskets, you know, and to decorate their baskets. So when they come in, they know that, you know, that this is the time to shop. Yeah. It's a yeah. Good, good start. Yeah, there's there's some, some wonderful ways to approach this. Well, I really appreciate this discussion. I think it's been a, a really great, and I hope everyone uh, goes out there and thinks about um, thinks about this topic a little bit differently in terms of what they can, what their students can bring to class uh, versus what uh, we're necessarily bringing into class as teachers, but really allowing for these. Um, these beautiful possibilities with, uh, with student finds. So, okay, well, I hope everyone has a wonderful week and makes lots of great art.